93 or 94, 95, Scottie Pippen was the best player in the world. If people didn't know that, he led the whole, he led the team in every category, every category. Yep. Scottie got his wings in 1991 when they beat the Detroit Pistons. He got his wings then, and he started on that trend from winning three championships. When Michael left, Scott, Scott took over. And next thing you know, he was the best player yeah. in the world. And people, I wouldn't come back unless if I'm feeling it, unless if I'm feeling good, feeling healthy, and I'm feeling like I'm ready to go. And now this is the case. This is the time. Uh, it definitely wasn't last year. My body 100% needed a rest. Uh, you know, I played football for whatever, 15 years straight, uh, college, high school, NFL, and I was taking hits, surgeries, everything. My body 100% needed a rest. I didn't have that fire underneath me, but I knew I loved the game of football. I've always have. That's why I've always played it. That's why I ha I've had a nine-year uh, career with the New England Patriots. Uh, so I was feeling good, you know. I, I wouldn't say I, I had no fire last year, even at the end of the season to come back. But, uh, you know, as the time rolled on uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, I started really picking it up. My body started feeling good. My desire to play the game of football uh, was coming back. And uh, I knew that, you know, by the time the season would be rolling around again, I would want to be back out there. So uh, that, that desire, that passion has, has lit uh, lit lit into me and you know I just felt like in the last couple of weeks it was it was it was the right time to hop on before before it was too late so guys technical foul podcast sub D and oh boy has it been a rough 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 offseason for the New England Patriots this year first Tom Brady leaves them you know first hold up let me let me rewind Last year was probably one of the worst years in the Tom Brady era of like of all time when it comes to like playing for the Patriots. And if you're a Patriots fan, you know what I'm talking about. If you aren't, you probably know what I'm talking about. But with the receiving core he had and all those all those offensive pieces that he had in the beginning of the season to the way it turned out and ended at the end of the season. Man, no bueno. Not good whatsoever. Let me start with talking about the big, you know, trade that happened a few days ago. Uh, Patriots decided to trade away Rob Gar retired Rob Gronkowski. Now, knowing that Gronk is retired and everything. There's there's been speculations that Brady has been trying to um, get Gronk back to playing, to getting him you know back into the in, into the rhythm of falling in love with the game again. But I honestly believe that there was friction between you know front front office Bill Belichick and Brady and Gronk. That never really made it happen last year, and we saw that with all those trades that they had in the beginning of the season where they stacked up offensively and had let go of all those players in the middle of the season, which is n not something you see a lot of teams doing, especially with the stacked wide receiver core that the Patriots had. But, I mean, it was in, it was inevitable. If you – I'm not going to lie to you guys, like – 
if you told me a year ago that this shit was going to happen, Brady was going to c- continue playing, Brady was not going to um, retire as a Patriot, I would not believe you. I would not believe you. You know, like, the fact that Brady had left, n- not retired as a Patriot, you know, and the fact that <laughs> Gronk came out of retirement to get traded away from the Patriots to go play with his boy Brady, it's just a fucking, it's it's a punch in the gut as a Patriots fan. And I know a lot of Patriots fans who are so-called Patriots fans out there have been j- jumping boats. It's just cool. It's all good, you know, NFL, NBA, MLB, you know. The English Premier League, we see it all the time. Soccer, all that, you know, like, cool. Go ahead, jump bandwagons. It's cool and all, but, like, don't claim yourself to be a Patriots fan, you know. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. Like, I woke up. I woke up from a nap, and I seen my phone blowing up with all these notifications about my boy uh, Gronk out of retirement. I was, just, I was like, homeboy was just at WrestleMania Want a whole damn old fucking uh, a whole damn uh, AEW championship belt, and then a week later, jump ship, goes to Tampa, and is trying to get another ring with his boy Brady and, and the Bucks. Now, the Patriots, as you guys know, ended up with the fourth round draft pick for Gronk, a retired Gronk, guys, a fourth round draft pick, which isn't also bad. I mean, you look, you look at. You look at what the Patriots have um, for first-round draft picks, not first-round draft picks, draft picks in general. Um, what's it called? I think they have four draft picks coming up, if I'm not 100% sure. Um, let me check that. I think it's four four draft picks for the, the draft on the 23rd, which is today, guys. Um, y'all should tune into that since there's not much going on. Bet you guys would want to tune into that. But, I mean, they loaded up on draft picks this year. They also cleared up space, cap space, which is great. Uh, going into 2021, I think they have hundred almost $105 million, in, $105 million in cap space, which is exceptional with the amount of players that the Patriots have gotten rid of, you know, lost on free agency and, you know, all the above. But it's it's a big blow to, to Patriots fans out there. If you're still a Patriots fan, I don't know if there's Patriots fans or Brady fans, you know. A lot of Brady cocksuckers out there, apparently, from what I've seen on so- social media. But ain't none of my business. You guys, you guys do you, y'all fans, you you know, but whatever. Uh, shout out to the Bucks, Loaded on offensively, which is what Brady wanted. Solid team defensively. Which is a lot. What a lot of people don't look at when when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you think, oh, okay, like James Winston. Nah, man. Nah, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. They have Mike Evans on offense, OJ OJ Howard, which is, you know, up in the air. I don't know if he's gonna stay with the team. If he's gonna, you know, be a third down tight end. You know, switch downs and whatnot. You know, they have Chris. Jeez, man, they're just stacked. Like Rob, Tom, it's wild now. Like it's it's absolutely absurd to to see a shift from 
a year, you know, being a Patriots fan, you see this and then you're just like, geez, dude, what went wrong? And then you're like, did, did things really go did things really go wrong or are things going to look up for Patriots fans in general, you know, Patriots nation in general? And I think I, I'm thinking positively because I think what's it called? I feel like a lot of us have, have forgot how Brady was was formed, you know, how he came into the league. No one gave no one gave a fuck about him. No one gave a fuck about if there was social media back then and Brady came in for Bledsoe, everyone would have been like, damn, the season's over. Damn, who's this guy? Like, get him out. We need a new quarterback. Like, oh bloody, bloody, bloody. Oh, let's go sign Don like whatever, you know, Donovan McNabb, let's get him, blah, blah, blah. Imagine social media back when Brady, you know, came in and filled in for Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe. Imagine the chaos Patriots Nation would have went through, you know. So like, I'm, I'm looking forward to to the to the quarterback stadium. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season coming up. If there's even a season with COVID nineteen going on, I also hope everyone's staying safe. You know, we'll see. Shout out to the Bucks. Jeez. Blow. Man. Damn. Anyways, on to my next topic, man. Enough talk about the NFL. As you guys know, this is a big, big thing ESPN has done. It's moving up um, the Last Dance documentary, which features the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan in general. Michael Jordan's... Michael Jordan and the Bulls 98 championship season and the first two episodes came out on Sunday I really wish it was out on <laughs> excuse me um I really wish it was out on Netflix so I could binge watch you know but it is what it is it's all good I, I'm, I'm cool with waiting until Sunday like who hasn't done that for, for six years watching power you know so I'm kind of used to it by now um <laughs> but I took away a lot of things, you know. I never, I never really knew about the story about you know Jerry Crowder, um, Scottie Pippen being so underpaid. But then again, I understood why Scottie took that deal with the family situation that he had going on, and I understand why he took that long-term deal. You know, if you have a bunch of sick, pe- sick people in your family, you know, you got to take care of them. You want security, and that's what he wanted, but. You all know what happened after they got that first three-peat. Mike is gone. Scotty wants, to, Scotty wants to get paid. Man, he knows what's up. Now, the other day, Dennis Rodman on first take said that um, Scotty was the best player in the league when Mike left. Nah, man, nah, homeboy's tripping. He's, he's tripping. I mean, I respect Dennis to the, to the max, but there's absolutely no way absolutely no way Scotty was better than Hakeem. Scotty was better than all those other players. Shaq was coming into the league at the time. Damn, Karl Malone, John Stockton. I could I could name a shitload of players that Scotty wasn't better than. I mean, yeah, he put up, what, 22, 22 points that season, those couple seasons that homeboy was gone, uh, homeboy being Jordan. But it wasn't it wasn't spectacular numbers. I mean, yeah, he he deserved to get a pay raise, but nah, man. Dennis Dennis was wrong saying that he was the best player during that time span where Jordan was gone. Now, so be it. Okay, yeah, he does deserve it. He does deserve that pay raise. But the whole friction between Jerry, 
you know, Jordan, Pippen, um, Phil. I never knew about that. It's crazy. It's crazy what social media does now. It's crazy how social media gets us all this information. It's crazy, man. Like, shit, I wish this documentary came out a few years ago. I mean, I don't know why Jordan waited so long, but it's a blessing in disguise. You know, shout out shout out to ESPN again, once again, for, for, for putting that out because it was supposed to come out in the summertime. Anyways, all that information, he trying to rebuild the whole squad. To be honest with y'all, man, that Scotty Pippen and Jerry Crossbeef was absurd, absurd. Even went on to talking about, you know, letting – he even said blatantly, yo, this is your last year, Phil. Like, you win a championship, get out of here. It's crazy to me. Like, no GM would do that nowadays. No GM would make that type of call, you know? And I feel like me personally, I feel like the owner at the time, I forget his name, but I feel like the owner at the time had a lot to do with it. He just didn't want it. He didn't (laughs) – he probably used uh, Jerry as the fall guy, which is whatever, but imagine how many championships the motherfuckers could have won. Imagine. That's crazy, yo. Like, that whole whole situation – could have been avoided to be honest with you I think I think Jordan and the Bulls probably could have went for eight rings in all honesty shit if the Spurs could do it I think the the Bulls would have been able to do it and if Jordan never retired I think they would have possibly got 10 rings looking back at it you know man oh man can't believe y'all Chicago fans man they've been through a lot jeez a whole lot Shout out to Jordan saving them. This Jordan, Jordan's y'all Jesus. He is you, Jesus to you guys. Is like he's close to God to you guys as you could get. You know, like when it comes to sports, so he's a savior for y'all. But anyways, y'all. Also, um, Steve Kerr pointed out that he was. Steve Kerr pointed out that he's embarrassed about the fact that Tony Kukoc, Tony Kukoc um, didn't get much love into the, in the documentary. Now, looking back, when you think the Bulls, you think Jordan Pippen, of course, but, you know, there's those glue guys, there's those guys, those role players that no one really talks about, you know what I'm saying, have, have them in every single team. And in all honesty, Tony Kukoc was better than Steve Kerr, was better than Horace Grant, was Better than half of the other bench players that were, you know, on the team. And I didn't see him. I didn't see him in any of the the, the first two episodes, which is sad to me, you know, as a, as, a, as a basketball fan. It's absolutely absurd to me that, you know, like they, they let him kind of like off on what they let him, you know, they didn't even show him any recognition, let's say, which is what Steve Kerr was trying to say. Now, Kukoc is he I'm not gonna I'm not saying he's he's an all star. He's nowhere near that type of player. If he was to play today, <laughs> I don't think he'd be that type of player, but I remember I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say I remember, but looking at the stats his nine, the 97-98 season, he was averaging close to 15 points per game off the bench. 
Like, that's crazy. Off the bench, I think it was a couple games he started, but off the bench too, like, he still gets no love. Steve Kerr got more love. Steve Kerr got more shine than, than he did in that the, the first two episodes, which is wild to me. I mean, Dennis Rodman's all good and shit, but what did he do? Just play defense and rebound? Okay, cool. You know, Tony, Tony was the glue guy. Anyways, that's all I got for today, guys. It's your boy, Hub D Technical File Podcast. Um, subscribe to the podcast, folks. Appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all sharing. Y'all take care. Be safe out there.